Welcome to the Abide Daily Podcast from Ecclesi of the Church in Salt Lake City, a time led by our pastors and others in our church to abide in God through prayer, reflection, and the reading of His Word together. Hey, this is Greg. Thanks for joining me today. As we begin our prayer and reading today, let's start off by taking a moment to pause, be still, and be aware of God's presence. take a moment to share with the Lord where we're at, what we're thinking and feeling, as well as thank Him for all that He's done, is doing, and will do. prayer for endurance. Almighty God, whose most dear Son went not up to joy, but first he suffered pain, and entered not into glory before he was crucified. Mercifully grant that we, walking in the way of the cross, may find it none other than the way of life and peace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. Lord, as I read your words in Scripture, I ask, Holy Spirit, that you lead me and give me understanding. Lord, I ask that you would draw near and meet with me and lead me into your kingdom today. It'll be in Romans chapter 11. I ask then, has God rejected his people? By no means, for I myself am an Israelite, a descendant of Abraham, a member of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not rejected his people whom he foreknew. Do you not know what the scripture says of Elijah, how he appeals to God against Israel? Lord, they have killed your prophets, they have demolished your altars, and I alone am left, and they seek my life. But what is God's reply to him? I have kept for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to Baal. So too, at the present time, there is a remnant chosen by grace. But if it is by grace, it is no longer on the basis of works. Otherwise, grace would no longer be grace. What then? Israel failed to obtain what it was seeking. The elect obtained it, but the rest were hardened. As it is written, God gave them a spirit of stupor, eyes that would not see and ears that would not hear, down to this very day. And David says, Let their their table become a snare and a trap, a stumbling block and a retribution for them. Let their eyes be darkened so that they cannot see and bend their backs forever. So I ask, did they stumble in order that they might fall? By no means. Rather, through their trespass, salvation has come to the Gentiles so as to make Israel jealous. Now, if their trespass means riches for the world, and if their failure means riches for the Gentiles, how much more will their full inclusion mean? Now I am speaking to you Gentiles. Inasmuch then as I am an apostle to the Gentiles, I magnify my ministry in order somehow to make my fellow Jews jealous, and thus save some of them. For if their rejection means the reconciliation of the world, what will their acceptance mean but life from the dead? 
If the dough offered as first fruits is holy, so is the whole lump, and if the root is holy, so are the branches. But if some of the branches were broken off, and you, although a wild olive shoot, were grafted in among the others, and now share in the nourishing root of the olive tree, do not be arrogant toward the branches. If you are, remember it is not you who support the root, but the root that supports you. Then you will say, branches were broken off so that I might be grafted in. That is true. They were broken off because of their unbelief, but you stand fast through faith. So do not become proud, but fear. For if God did not spare the natural branches, neither will he spare you. Note then the kindness and the severity of God. Severity toward those who have fallen, but God's kindness to you, provided you continue in his kindness. Otherwise, you too will be cut off. And even they, if they do not continue in their unbelief, will be grafted in. For God has the power to graft them in again. For if you were cut from what is by nature a wild olive tree, and grafted contrary to nature into a cultivated olive tree, how much more will these, the natural branches, be grafted back into their their own olive tree? Lest you be wise in your own sight, I do not want you to be unaware of this mystery, brothers. Partial hardening has come upon Israel. Until, until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And in this way, all Israel will be saved, as it is written. The Deliverer will come from Zion. He will banish ungodliness from Jacob. And this will be my covenant with them when I take away their sins. As regards the gospel, they are enemies for your sake. But as regards election, they are beloved for the sake of their forefathers. For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. For just as you were at one time disobedient to God, but now have received mercy because of their disobedience, so they too have now been disobedient in order that by the mercy shown to you, they also may now receive mercy. For God has consigned all to disobedience, that he might have mercy on all. Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how unscrutable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been his counselor? Or who has given a gift to him that he might be repaid? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is one of my favorite chapters in all of scripture, and it comes out of my own experience. And uh, the, the question of this chapter is about the faithfulness of God. The question is about how, uh, how can we reconcile the reality that the people of Israel, whom God made so many promises, the people of Israel are, are, are apart from God. They are separated from Christ. They are, they are rejected uh, they have rejected and they are rejected. And yet, how does God's faithfulness endure in the midst of that? How is God's faithfulness true in the midst of that? All of those promises to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, how are they true and real in the midst of severity? And uh, this this passage is debated on so many different theological fronts about who the people of Israel are, what Paul is talking about. And I just want to, to say that uh, as verse 11 and 12 say that, that 
the reality is that that Israel, the national Israel, the people of Israel, um, the, the 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 tangible physical DNA line of Israel um, has stumbled and fallen. And verse eleven and twelve display this reality that that if the the people of Israel have rejected God and, and their um, their rejection means the inclusion of the Gentiles that salvation has come to the world, then how much more will the glory and the goodness and the the uh, amazing display of salvation happen when the people of Israel come to know Jesus? And um, and and there's this re, there's this this tension. Uh, that's on display in the world, not just in the Middle East, but but tension between Christians and Jews, and and there's so much pride and arrogance, and and this is where this passage comes to to full full effect for me. Um, I went to Israel whenever I was graduating college. I did not want to go. Um, long story short, I I was required to go uh, through school, and. Um, when I went, I saw the devotion and I saw the 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 seeking and the the rhythms of the, the these people who sought after God uh, so diligently and so faithfully and in ways that I could not understand or comprehend. and and there was this picture uh, at the hostel that we were staying at. there was a little chapel connected to it. Uh, and it was this picture in Romans 11 of, of an olive tree with branches cut off, laying on the ground, and these random, weird-looking olive shoots that are that are kind of stuck into where those those stumps were, those um, the, where those branches had been cut off. They they were grafted in, and and the Lord convicted me through this passage of of just the pride and the arrogance that I have, or that I had and still have to some degree. Um, of the reality of like, man, that I think that I've done something in my salvation. I think that I, that my pride or my, my wisdom or my understanding or my diligence has, has gotten me into favor with God. But the reality is, um, that as the, the end of this passage has said in verse 32, for God has consigned all to disobedience, that he might have mercy on all. And that no matter what the, where people are at, no matter what the spectrum is, whether what nationally people are or where people are spiritually, the reality is that we are all in need of Jesus. We are all disobedient. We are all uh, contrary to God. And yet he has mercy and he has taken Israel and he has humbled them and he has taken the, the, the Gentiles who, who were humble and apart from God and he has exalted them. And in the end, all will experience the reality that, of humbling and all will experience the opportunity of knowing the mercy of God. So that in verse 33, we say, oh, the depths of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how unscrutable are his ways. So that we all can say that God is merciful and great and his wisdom is beyond our understanding and how he leads us, how he leads nations, and how he leads the world unto salvation. I'm thankful for God's mercy today. So in reflection today, let's just take a moment to pause 
and give thanks to God that as he has drawn near to us who are far from him, as as Ephesians would say, that we Gentiles are brought near. And let's pray for the people of Israel that they would be brought near to Christ and that we would see their inclusion and grafting in once again. So let's thank God that he's come near and and drawn drew near to us and that he would draw near to the people of Israel and their inclusion in Christ. Lord, we pray that your people uh, who are descended from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob by blood would be joined into the family of faith, that they would join the faith of their forefathers and the faith of those who believe that are far and near of who you are, Jesus, and what you have done. Lord, would your salvation be made known in all the earth for your name's sake. We praise you as our God who is holy and merciful. We praise you so that through our lives and by our prayers, your kingdom would come.